All right, so speaking of Christmas movies, Iron Man 3, Christmas movie or no? No. Yes. <laughs> it takes place during Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It takes place during Christmas. Santa Claus of the Day. What was the movie? Die Hard. Well, a guy, a guy dressed in red does, but... People say Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Thank you. <laughs> what did you learn on the Four Dorksman pre-party? Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of the Four Dorksmen podcast. I am Collector Clint. This is Joey, aka Beef Squatch. This is Nate, aka Angry Nate. And this is Ryan, Asian Tony Stark. We are four dorks that get together and talk pop culture, collecting, or whatever else is in our heads at the moment. And we're glad to have you joining us for the ride. A couple housekeeping things. First of all, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore dorksman dorksman at gmail.com is how you can reach us on email as you're listening to this please consider opening the bingo card created by our friend andrew newbeardland bingo andrew already wow that was fast i don't know what <laughs> you got to prove that but we would love if you guys would do that and actually share your cards with us to see if you got bingo if you got a whole blackout if you got anything because um it's real interesting and i know andrew put some time into it so please 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 check that out you might be wondering where to go get that i am trying to remember the address of it. i'm stalling here but i believe it is uh bingo bingo.ithinkpixels.com slash dorksman thank you plural just in case including in case clint needs to find yeah, it i got clint, it you're yeah, fine okay you. cool bingo.ithinkpixels.com slash dorksman thanks ryan i need that safe so please again do that also while you're interacting with us on twitter and instagram we have a hashtag called Ask the Dorksman. Please use that hashtag to ask us any question that pops in your head at any time. We will add it to our queue that is starting to get long again. So it might be a matter of time before we start doing another episode of just Q&A. But we love it and we will answer every question. So please, please, please keep them coming our way. So let's dive into our two for this week if you guys are ready. Um, we did answer a few last week. We will go back and revisit those. So now, Oh, you might be asking why I say that. I'll get to that in a minute. First of all. Let's see, where was uh, Andrew J. Noe on Twitter? Shout out to Andrew. He asks, if you were handed $1 million and had to spend it all in 24 hours, what all would you purchase? You cannot donate to charity or give any away. We've also added the stipulation, just like Brewster's Millions, that you can't have a cent or any record of it. And that does mean you can't buy a car because you'll be stuck with the car. You can't uh, you know, do anything like that. So the question is, with a $1 million, what would you do in 24 to spend every cent and not have anything in return. I'm going to start with Joey if he's up for it. I was thinking about it, and I think, you know, part of the premise is you can't have anything to show for it afterwards. So obviously, you have to purchase things that are consumable and are consumable within 24 hours. Edibles. So, yes. A million dollars in edibles. It shouldn't well, be that you'd, hard. You'd, you'd be but high I think the other well. stipulation is you have to be alive after the 24 hours is up as well. So it's probably, probably a good stipulation. I would think if so, you well, did you know, some kind of – I'm trying to answer, Clint. Shut I'm, your sorry. Mouth. Yeah. I'm sorry. So if you did some kind of globe-trotting party with a bunch of your friends, like you chartered like a – what is it? The G5, the really G6. Uh, expensive – Jeez. Oh, excuse me. There's been a no wind that Ryan's been flying on, apparently. Um, I'd, I'd <laughs> say I'd start there, go pick up all my buddies, uh, you know, start to where I'd go the other way around the globe to where I'd gain some more time and kind of cheat for the 24-hour period and hit up like New York and uh, like uh, Dubai 
Paris, you know, some of the most expensive places, you know, eat at the restaurants, um, drink, uh, the most expensive champagnes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the flight I'm sure would cost a lot and concierge service and hotel and all that kind of stuff. That's about the only way I could think of to try to do that and not have anything left to show for it at the end of the night, except for maybe a hangover and an upset stomach. <laughs> but even then, like, I feel like you would be hard pressed to spend a million dollars without specifically targeting things that you wouldn't normally necessarily enjoy have you seen some of these receipts that some of these instagram rich kids post for when they go to restaurants and how much they spend i mean it's not 1980s million dollars it's and if you do that like three times like have a really expensive breakfast somewhere and then a really expensive lunch and a really expensive dinner and you know chartering the plane that's the only thing i could think of and stay at a really fancy hotel but it all have to be within that 24 hours so you'd probably have to leave at like lunchtime your time one day and then stay overnight at a really fancy hotel and then finish it off, you know, with a really fancy lunch the next day or something. Right. And just get all your friends you can. Heck, you know, do some kind of caravan of, you know, flights all up in the air at the same time. Yeah, I'm bringing 150 people on this. <laughs> I think if you were to wow. start in Australia, because this is what some people do to ring in the new year, mm. they're mm. the first to celebrate it. Um, what is it? It's the, the right east- on the other side of the international dateline, aren't yeah, they? The easternmost part of Australia is where they celebrate the New Year the first. So some people will do it there, and then they'll hop a plane, and then they'll come out here to Hawaii, and then they'll celebrate it again. So you'd have to what fly? Well, pretty dope. What, continue flying west to gain more time. Correct, because the international dateline, right? Right, and then end up back on that same spot in Australia. No, 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 no. So they would start in Australia. And then come here to celebrate it all on the same day. Okay, so they would end in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. All right, there you go. There's the plan. Yep. So I think oh. that could work. You got to start it in Australia, whatever the easternmost part of it is, and then hop here to Honolulu. And then when I get in Hawaii, I'll just buy as much spam as I have to buy just to finish off the million dollars. <laughs> hey, it's a hot commodity. <laughs> and just eat it all. Yes. Well, we'll give it all cool to though. you, Joey. The spam musubi. Hold the spam musubi eating competition for the entire population of Hawaii. They do have the spam jam out here. Spam jam. <laughs> Just like wow. rice festival or noodle that festival. That sounds really dirty. Yeah, I, I kind of want to celebrate that and I kind of don't. <laughs> I don't want to Google that. I don't want to look up what spam jam is. Wait, spam jam is like a, like a festival? Yeah. Like a spam festival? Same I way that we weird. have like a rice festival out here, right? They celebrate all these dishes based on rice or all these different types of rice. Um, by the way, shout out to Chad. He and I had a conversation about this last night. There are different kinds of rice, folks. There's long grain rice, there's short grain rice. <laughs> Nate, back me up here. There is, there's absolutely. Yes, thank yeah. you. I, I, I can the other that Asian here. Well, I mean, we just had red yeah. beans and rice this weekend, right? I mean, you have brown rice and you know, Get white the hell rice. Out of here. Brown rice. This is garbage. Brown rice is the same thing as white rice. It's got it's got the same amount of sugar mm. on the GI, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Fine, whatever. There's Uncle Ben's. What do you oh, want me to say? No, here? that's that's hot. <laughs> what kind of rice is it they use for yeah. sushi? Isn't there a certain type of rice yeah, they yes, use for sushi? Sushi grade rice, it's short grain rice. Yeah, okay. So you're not gonna use like see the kind of rice they use in Chinese cooking to make sushi. Right. Sorry. No, Nate. you would not. Absolutely. Sorry. You wouldn't. It's just yeah, that's just the way it goes. Yep. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't use what you use to make Caucasian? Anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you brought that on yourself today, sir. I didn't see uh, that. Well, yeah. 
I know, but I, I think it's a line and family guy there here in Chinatown. I'm going to order send Caucasian. All, please send all complaints to the FCC yes. in the name of Clint Crockett. That's Clinton Crockett, C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. Thank you. Yes. Clinton Crockett will not get you anywhere. It's Clint Crockett. Only my mom calls me Clinton when I'm in trouble. Clinton. Clinton, you've done it again. You've eaten all the edibles. (laughs) Yes, my mom gets mad when I eat all the edibles. He ate all the fig newtons last week. (laughs) Nate, do you have an answer to this question? (laughs) I I really don't, because I was like I was like, man, I would buy so much stuff, but if I can't keep it all, obviously. Yeah. So it would be like what would what Joey would say would be to just do a huge trip, spend lots of money eating like expensive foods. We would absolutely record the whole thing live. Like, because if I had a million dollars to spend, the three of you would be invited and all of our other friends. Glad I made and the cut. We would do one long 24 hour podcast, I would, I would think, which would be kind of fun. I really um, thought you were about to say we would do one really long line of Coke, and I was about we to could say, do okay, that too. well, that's I mean, why you're I'm bringing out. Clinton along. We could do that. Hey, I do edibles and weed, not harder drugs. I do the gateway stuff, not the stuff after the gateway. Hey, anyway. Just- You'll get there eventually. One time. One time, Clint. <laughs> one time. Well, we'll see what, well, you know what? If you have a million dollars and you pay, we'll make it happen, okay? Well, <laughs> there's a record Brian's of this like, now, no. sir, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, you know what? I, and I, I still stand by that. If Nate has a million dollars that he has to spend in 24 hours, I'm in. We'll I'll do, make it happen. I don't like these we'll stipulations do. that they say that you can't donate it. You can't yeah, take anything it just, over. It's all because, hypothetical. Yeah. Of course, we're nicer than that. We're going to donate or we're going to give something away when you have a million dollars. Have you met any of us? Come on. I mean, because seriously, here, here's my mind and the way it's working. There's nothing that would stop me from buying a shell account and then having that shell or shell corporation and having that corporation buy another shell corporation and then launder the money through 15 different corporations and then finally buy a building. You've put a lot of thought into this. I think you have some kind of master plan that you've been working on. Well, because then I technically, by default, I don't own that building, right? It's a corporation that owns another corporation that owns another corporation that eventually owns a building or something of that nature. So I want you guys to know why I'm saying that. He's doing the excellent by Mr. Burns here while he's sitting there telling us his plan. Yeah, I'm not bald yet. I know it's it's thinning, (laughs) but I'm not bald yet. Well, you're not, well. I was gonna make you were gonna say you're not yellow, but I'm not gonna touch that with a ten foot pole. Um, anyway, all kinds of things today. <laughs> what is going on? Right. Anyway, um, as for me, I don't know exactly how I do it either. But the thing that comes to mind is I want to rent out like a whole hotel. Come July, what is it? The middle of July and the weekend. Get my friends to stay. Maybe have a big party the Thursday before San Diego Comic Con starts. That's how I think I'd spend that money if I had to just get rid of it and make that happen. Fun days wouldn't be a good time if that was the case. We would all be very tired. <laughs> well, you can stay in your room during the day on Friday to rest up. Oh, wait, you're saying the Thursday before San Diego Comic Con, yes. so this would yeah. actually be the week prior. Yeah, yeah. So that would work. Okay, that's just what I'm thinking. Just rent out one of those yachts on the that. Ooh, the a yacht's even better idea. The, that yeah. just parked there. Rene, that might be. That might be over a million. <laughs> yeah, talking, the, you know, the yacht in itself would probably be a couple million, unless you rent it. Yeah, well, just rent yeah, it. obviously yeah, you rent, rent it. it you can buy it. Well, thanks, Andrew, for re- making us all realize we're poor. We appreciate that. Hey, we're rich in life and friends. All right, Clint. Sometimes yeah. it means more than to have money. All right. This is true. Very Nate, true. you make a great. You make a great <laughs> after-school special, my friend. Well I done. Do. Don't do drugs, kids. I was kidding. Cocaine's bad. <laughs> Cocaine's and, cocaine and strippers. 
Midget strippers. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right. Anyway, um, our friend, or I should say more, Nate's friend, at Mark. I screwed up his last name next last time, so I'm going to screw it up this time, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. Poirier. Poirier, um, right? Poirier. Poirier. Yeah. Poirier. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. I apologize, Mark. I You can screw up my name all you want, buddy. Anyway, he asks a very serious and very um, in-depth question. Clint Cockett. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that today. Anyway, is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm leaving this one open, but I want Ryan to answer first. Simple yes or no question. Yes. You got meat. You got a bun. Voila. Sandwich. But is a hot dog eaten that way? Because I what if what if you cut up your hot dog and put it in your mac and cheese, like kids do when they're younger? I think we're talking straight up. Like now you're just being overly analytical about the question. Yeah, that's the wiener. Oh, yeah. I thought you were the analyst, not me. My bad. Doesn't make a hot dog. Right. Yeah. Well, like a hot dog is like this could start a whole another conversation and debate in itself. To me, a hot dog is not necessarily the wiener or the sausage itself, and. You guys can't see this, obviously, but I have my hands up on the screen. Like I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> All right, Ricky Bobby. Yes. Don't you bring that juju on me. So, yes, I'd say a hot dog is a sandwich because you have the sausage and you have the bun. And there are some people that will eat a hot dog with a piece of bread if you don't have hot dog bun. I mean, this is like asking, is a, is a burger a sandwich? Is a burger a sandwich, Ryan? Yes. No. Theoretically, it's two pieces of <laughs> it's two pieces of bread, a bun, and you've got something in between it. While you're, you guys are debating you're enti- this, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion. It's okay. I'll allow it. Well, it can't go, be incorrect. okay. Let, I'm let, googling let's it now. Do this. I'm Somebody googling go look the up the literal definition. Yes, of yes. Sandwich right right now. If you find it on the internet, it, it yeah. must be true. Yeah, let's go ahead and do do that, Clint well, Dingus. I was gonna say, look it up on Webster's dictionary, not on well, Wikipedia, I hoping, right? I was hoping, yeah. Yeah, Webster's okay. Dictionary. Webster, Webster Dictionary. Definition of a sandwich. Two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. Like it a also goes sandwich. on to say it also goes on to say one slice of bread covered in food. <laughs> and number two is something resembling a sandwich. <laughs> okay, give me the definition again. Read the first part. Sure. Two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. A filling. So you could take a biscuit, cut it in half, put some jelly in it, and now it's a sandwich all of a sudden. Theoretically, the Webster, where's the Merriam-Webster dictionary? That is correct. When did they become the authority on on wrong things? Because a hot dog's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. It's two pieces of (laughs) bread or one. There's a slit in it, and you've got something inside to munch on. So yes, it is a Mark, sandwich. Mark, you tore us apart, man. This question is gonna is gonna ruin us. Hey, I said yes. Yeah, so. and Joey Joey emphatically says no, and he's wrong. <laughs> so, That's fine. No, no, no. It's not. A, it's not done. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm with Joey on this one. Uh, see, I'm gonna take Ryan's side because okay, I'm, I'm gonna take a bagel, cut it in half, and put a pretzel in it. That's the sandwich, <laughs> according to this a, definition. It's a yes, you're, you're just sandwich. upset it's a, because it's, a it's the literal it's a definition. Sandwich. It's it didn't even sandwich. say what it had it's to be. It could be, okay. it could be a bread, okay. a piece of bread with a piece and of bread on the bottom. And it just said stuffing, right? It, it just, just said, said stuffing. stuffing. It, I mean, you could put so Legos in there and eat them if you want. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. technically. Okay, anything. All right. Anything. Okay. You won't have any teeth after that. I hope you know. Right, right. I'm not saying it's a great idea, but the point is, I mean, you could put anything in there to make it a sandwich. Isn't that what a California hamburger is? Anybody ever heard that term? No. 
number okay, right now. We're not going to touch that one. But then. this come, you know what comes to mind for me right now is meet the fuckers. He's like, I have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> I have two pieces of bread. Can you make me a sandwich? <laughs> right? That's funny. <laughs> actually, Nate, I think that's a good title. It's kind of long, but it's well, funny. actually, let's uh, let, let's wrap this up. So, first of all, Andrew, Mark, thank you for the questions, uh, and thank you for uh, making us re- again realize we are not financially excessive in in uh, in currency, and for making us torn apart about our food that we eat. So, thank you guys. Thank you. Anyway, somebody go make um, me a sandwich. <laughs> I don't Put know if you want Joey to make you one. He probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't like what Joey comes up with now. No, you would not. <laughs> anyway, um, let's dive into the actual material for this week. Um, so, uh, first of all, you might have noticed we're on episode eighteen. Seventeen, episode seventeen is nowhere to be found. We ran into a technical glitch. That's all that happened. So uh, the recording didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, we had a really good conversation, a great episode, and it just didn't record so it, it is what it is we've taken precautions to make sure that doesn't happen again so we apologize and we appreciate your patience as you probably had to wait an extra week to hear us talk about anything but we are going to go back and talk about that topic again now with a little more insight a little more thought and maybe even someone watch some more of it but we are talking about the toys that made us and for those of you that don't know what that is well i don't know where you've been you've been at our rock then because even i know it's a netflix series um this is the third season each season has four episodes and it's about popular toys and the history of that toy slash company and so i know that they've had some amazing ones i'm i I, what what anyway what happened is joey came up with this wonderful idea and assigned us all homework and that homework was to watch at least one episode and we each chose a certain one um not necessarily from the current season but just current i ended up watching a couple of them because they were entertaining we really liked it so i'd recommend it um, so we're just going to kind of talk about those episodes, some things we realized, what's in our heads about it, have some discussion, see how it goes. If you're listening on SoundCloud, please type in and reply to us. Let us know your thoughts uh, and any of this part or anything we ever talk about. And we'll go from there. So um, since Joey assigned the homework, I'm going to have I'll go last. With. You'll go last? <laughs> okay. I'm all right with that. Um, well, then let's go shortest to tallest. That means Ryan gets to go first. Oh, well, this is a nice change because I went last last time. Last week in the Abyss episode, I guess we'll call it. Um, <laughs> Abyss episode? Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Yep. Well, oddly enough, I was cleaning up in here in my home office and I threw my notes away from last week. So I'm just going to kind of rifle off a lot of the high level points that I remember. I had wrestling toys. And um, if you guys are not familiar with the past episodes, I have been a very long time supporter of WWF, now WWE wrestling. In my high school years, I used to watch ECW, FMW, which is like um, New Japan Pro Wrestling on steroids, I guess you would call it, if you're still current with wrestling these days. But anyway, one of the things that I took away from the episode that I was watching was Vince and his father broke one of the cardinal rules for wrestling. And they didn't, basically, they were saying, you don't poach talent. So before the WWF really started as a faction, there were all these individual factions, we'll say by state. It was and, like regional. Yeah, it, I think that's like a better way to states. Yeah, there you yeah. go, regional. And you say you had Macho Man in one faction and you had Hulk Hogan in another one. When they started the WWF, they actually took a lot of the talent from all these other places and they took all the high echelon and high tier folks. And so they broke the one cardinal rule, which was a big no-no. And ironically, down the way, 
Vince had it happen to him when Ted Turner started WCW. He took Hulk Hogan. He took... Didn't you take Randy Savage too? He did. Yep. He did. He did yep. Among some of the other big name guys of the time. But as far as the toys go, I didn't own a lot, of, a lot of them when I was younger. I used to play with a lot of my other friends' toys. But I vividly remember the changes in the toys where they used to be kind of rubbery at one point yeah, and then articulation the came into play, yeah. right? The, the rubbery ones, I think they were talking on the episode that they actually had like steel or like metal reinforced limbs so you could actually bend them. Weren't they called benders, Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember, remember from the episode itself since I don't have my notes here, but it's really interesting along the way how one company started the toys and then i think what is um i have a local friend named um akoni he's really into wrestling he has a lot of the jack specific toys which are no longer existent and those jacks ones were like the probably the most popular ones yep right correct and the oddest thing about it is with that big relationship that they finally formed with jack specific the WWE actually sued Jack Specific over something. I can't remember what it was. Uh, the other high-level point I remember talking about last week is that Jack Specific made some exclusive employee-only pieces. Like We talked about the Ric Flair piece where um, one of the only wrestling toys in existence that has a back, uh, back window on the product itself. So you could actually see Ric Flair's, what do you call it? His robe. His robe. His robe. His yeah. Robe. There's real rhinestones in Those it and do. everything. I wow. think they were saying that there's like a one. It's like a one in ten. It's a blue robe one. So if you have one, congrats on your <laughs> chase. That'd be a really cool piece to have. Just the history behind it. Everything about Ric Flair himself. I mean, right? yeah. Just you consider who Ric Flair is within yeah. the industry. But I've he was one of those guys. About, I've seen probably about eight or nine of the episodes. There's a couple that I haven't watched still. And that one to me seemed like it did, I think, a better job than a lot of the other ones had kind of focusing on the collecting side of the toy. Or at least it just seemed like they talked more to some of the collectors than some of the other episodes did, where they focused on a lot of the creative people and the management and the, you know, from the company itself. Whereas this one uh, highlighted several different collectors. And it was, it was interesting kind of hearing from them in the episode. I hope in future episodes, if they do some more seasons, that they focus a little bit more on the collecting side of things too, you know, especially from our standpoint. So that's, you know, one of the things we're into. It'd be interesting to kind of hear from some people outside of our normal line of collecting stuff stuff and kind of how theirs is similar and different to ours i I found that part fascinating agreed and one of the differences i know we spoke about this last week but i'll touch base on it real quick before you we move on here wrestling toys are real different than say like gi joe or barbie or teenage mutant ninja turtles ghostbusters where a lot of times the shows that we grew up watching were designed to help market the toys so that way you would purchase them this was the complete opposite the merchandising came into play to help drive revenue if you will and of course wrestlers those are real life people so very different as opposed to tmnt and gi joe yeah oh yeah totally but still interesting right on um i'm trying to think what else to ask you about that because i I, again we've kind of heard all this before yeah (laughs) talking about it Well, i think one thing we didn't really touch base on and we didn't discuss openly between us is I talk about wrestling a bunch, but did you guys grow up watching wrestling? Do you guys have any stories like of maybe like you watching with your siblings or your parents, et cetera? 
Yeah, I used to watch with my dad all I the time. I used to watch with my dad too. In fact, I've only I've been to one event. I went to a WCW Nitro way back when. Uh, Watch Man Randy Savage has always been my favorite, and he lost the heavyweight title that night to Hulk Hogan. It was very hurtful. <laughs> Did it, it hurt you? Night. In, in it hurt. Pride? It, it hurt my pride, man. I was very because he won it the night before on Stampede on the pay per view. I don't remember who he won it from, <laughs> but so I was very excited. And then also, I also liked Raven. Do you guys remember Raven? Yes. Yes. He lost uh, the That's US. So Raven, yeah, man, that yeah. one, yeah, funny. She's she the one that was on the Cosby Show. Is that right? Is yeah, that you're she, about? you should have seen how good of a wrestler she was because she oh, had man. the international <laughs> or intercontinental title at the time, and she lost that to um, to Goldberg when he was on his oh, win streak that night. So it was Which a very Goldberg? Pack- Which Goldberg? Which was it Goldberg? the the brother or the sister or was it the, <laughs> oh. the dad? No, it was Gilbert. <laughs> it was Murray without his it was pants Gilbert. on. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes, yes, the, the old tidy whitey move yeah. that he used to put on people. I remember that's that right. I, I would tap out immediately after that too. The ultimate wedgie. Yeah. I, I don't know if y'all have ever seen any of the wrestlers up close, but I worked at the Hyatt New Orleans, which was attached to the Superdome. So a lot of times when they had the events there or at the um, Smoothie King, which is the arena, the basketball arena that's there. Mm-hmm. The um, wrestlers would stay there. And so I ran across a couple of them a few times and I saw Ric Flair and the the bar that was there. And it's crazy just how old these people have gotten. I mean, this was, you know, in the probably late nineties, early two thousands when I've seen him and he's like all like reddish brown colored, like mm-hmm. he looks like a piece of leather that's been wet and <laughs> hung out to dry. Well, it's that's, it's yeah. crazy seeing how time is taking their toll on them, you, you know, with like, all the abuse they take, and you know, yeah. I'm sure the illicit drugs and other types of drugs that were not. He's a good example of why you should not do cocaine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, flat out. Just, have you guys read the McFoley biography, autobiography? Um, yeah, I have not. No, I, have not. I can only it's imagine really, some of the stuff that's in there. It's a really good read because he, like, he obviously he had someone help him write it because he's he's been through so much and just helping him like remember oh yeah the, the stories and kind of help him piece together all the memories was just wild because i remember something very specific there was when he was off the road and he would be driving home he was li- he lived in the same home for like forever and he would end up driving around the block for like an hour because he just couldn't remember where he lived Wow. Like, that's just the kind of like, just the memories just popping in and out. Like, these are just daily things, right? Right. And like Joey said, you got to remember these guys. This isn't like the glam of wrestling nowadays where like they're flying in jets and stuff. These guys want, they wrestled on like a Sunday afternoon. They had to drive to the next city, do like a house show on Tuesday, get ready for a house show on Thursday, and then drive to another city and do like a live show again on the Sunday. Like they're doing like three or four shows a week. Yep. And they weren't making a ton of money. So these a lot of these people were renting cars and just driving across the country wrestling and putting their bodies on the line every night for for scraps. Yep. Really. Him of all yeah. people, man. Well, and John yeah. Oliver does a really good job talking about that when he talks about the current condition of the WWE on last week right. tonight. It was months ago, but worth checking out on YouTube if you're interested. But um, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, McFoley, I can imagine. Don't you remember this fight? No. No, you know? not at all. <laughs> he had some pretty epic brawls with The Undertaker, though. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That Hell in a Cell is still seriously the greatest Wrestling match. Still, the fact that he wasn't supposed to go through the cage and onto the canvas is crazy. But onto thumbtacks, yeah, and then come down on the stretcher after. Yeah, right. Right. With his tooth sticking out of his nose, among other things. 
You know, I don't know if any of y'all have seen the uh, documentary on HBO about Andre the Giant. Have any of y'all seen that? I have not. not. If any of you have access to it, you really need to watch it, especially if y'all are big wrestling fans. It just gave a lot of in-depth information about Andre the Giant himself, but about, you know, a lot of the other, you know, wrestlers that were involved. And it gives you a lot of good behind the scenes stuff. It's just really, really interesting hearing about, you know, the lives that they lived and the kind of things that they did. And just, I mean, you know, we've all heard the stories about like, you know, the old rock stars from like, you know, Van Halen and Poison and Aerosmith and all them and the Rolling Stones and how they lived that rock star life. A lot of those wrestlers basically live that same kind of lifestyle. Um, it's just really interesting to, to hear uh, some of their stories. Well, and the other thing I was going to say while, while you were talking about Ric Flair and how bad age, he's aged, but he's one of the lucky ones. A lot of them don't get that far. You know what That's I mean? True, like, yep. I mean, you know, I, I remember Roddy Rafi Piper talking about his retirement and he's like, oh, I'm not going to live to even get old enough to even see it. And he was right. He died before, you know, because they take so much abuse. So anyway, we're not here to judge on that, but um Obviously, this and this is exactly what we're talking about. Is this encourages this discussion? But you talk. We were talking about the wrestling figures, Ryan. Um, do you do you have any yourself? Not anymore. Okay. I think I had a few when I was a kid. When I did go through all my childhood toys at my parents' house, I could not find any. <clears throat> but like I did mention, a lot of what I used to play with when I was in elementary was it belonged to friends. Sure. I just sure. I've always been a fan of the of wrestling, and it's because of my dad. He got me into watching it when I was about seven or eight, and I've just I've loved it since. So the main ones I remembered were the the bigger rubber ones, and uh, I know Ryan told this story last week about how they had made a prototype that was basically oversized. It was like eight inches. It was like twice the size of what it was supposed right, to be. And yeah. the people that were I buying it were like, this. "Oh, this is great. Let's keep this." And they're like, "Oh, this was supposed to be scaled down, but mm-hmm. okay, sure." So like that's the ones <laughs> I remember having, and then there was the ones that were. Like, um, you could like flip them and then they would do like tricks. Like if you press them down. Oh yeah. 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 You had like the articulation button where they would do their special move. Yeah. But the one thing that I remember from being a kid and I don't, I didn't have them personally, but I remember buddies that had them was the, uh, pillows. Do y'all remember the wrestler pillows? Yes. There were something, something buddies, right? They were like wrestling buddies or I think it was something like that. They talked about Sorry. What was it? Under wrong, wrong thought there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But they talked about those on the episode too. And they, they talked did. about how it was, you know, ingenious because it was just like this. I mean, think about how cheap that is. I mean, that's just, right. you know, some material with their faces printed on it. That's just sewed together with some stuffing. And they probably sold them for 20, 30 bucks back then, which was a huge amount of money. That'd be like selling it for like 40, 50 bucks now. Yep. The I mean, action figures they sold for, I believe it was like between eight and 10, $11. They sold those pillows for 20 bucks. And if you think about the time frame, 90s to now, that would probably be at least $35. These I know, days, it's, as it's far crazy. As inflation goes. But that's yeah. one of the ones I remember the most from when they well, had the wrestling they, toys. I mean, they've held up too, don't they? Don't people still have them? And I'm sure people still collect them. Yeah. Remember they had like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Yes. And yeah. Captain Insano. <laughs> I don't think they ever had Captain Insano, but... That'd be sweet if they did. Power bomb, courtesy of Captain Insano. The, the Captain Insano is either known as the Giant or the Big Show. For those of you wondering who Captain Insano is, he's from Waterboy. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I gouge. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating on the screen. Yeah. Yep. Even though everybody can't see it. 
For you at home that couldn't see it, Ryan poked her eyes with yep. his fingers. <laughs> it didn't, since two of them have more glasses, though, it was very ineffective. But anyway. Gotcha. Anything else you want to add there, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Agent Tony Stark? No. I think I've rambled on a little bit too long. So moving on. Cool. Uh, Nate, you want to go next? Sure. Um, so I had G.I. Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe was the one that I had. And I'm sure we all grew up with uh, the G.I. Joe toys. Um, I had a bunch of them when I was a kid. Uh, I never had the vehicles because those things were expensive as hell, and uh, my family couldn't afford them. But I got I got the I got enough GI Joe toys to uh, keep me entertained when I was a kid. Um, so it was a lot of fun watching that episode. Um, it was actually really interesting to see how it kind of grew from like the four the four figures. Uh, so they had the kind of like the male the boys Barbie doll was basically what the GI Joes started out as, um, and they had one for each branch of the military. So uh, they totally just capitalized on boys and wanting to play with guns and, and, and be part of the army, which was, I think I talked about this a bit last week in the last episode where I have my own opinions on that. I mean, I understand the patriotism and, you know, I respect everyone that serves and I, you know, I think it's a great honor to serve, but to, sell a bunch of kids toys based on patriotism feels a little bit wrong to me. Um, but being in Canada, we didn't really have that. So different upbringing, different, uh, kind of different circumstances. You know, I can understand where people come from when they, when they think that that was something that they needed to do to, to, to keep, to keep toys and or sell the toys and stuff like that. So it was kind of funny to see that they were actually like, literally called like boys dolls and they were so set on not letting people call the figures dolls because it was reminding them of barbies um so it's very similar to what we did back when i was working on fifa was when uh we couldn't call the the cards in our game cards because we didn't have a collection system so calling them cards was bad so we had to call them items so it's basically just reminded me a lot about that, which we can actually call them what they were. But that's so stupid. so to talk about that a little bit, and I think yeah. you mentioned this last week when we started GI Joe, whenever that was, I believe it was the fifties. If you remember, you told me right. Yeah. Um, they were giant. These yes, they were like they, they were, were like, like Joey size. Not Ryan size. size. They were eleven and three quarter inches, so they were more Ryan size. <laughs> But still, they were giant. I mean, you, you sit there. Right, I know for, Barbies for, are what, like eight. Oh yeah, by current tall. standards, when most of your action figures are huge. like three and three quarter inches, is kind of the the standard mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah, right, so that's right. that's quite large compared to that. You know, three times as big. Yeah. Right. I know. Last week you talked about the aircraft carrier, which was giant and could actually fit like all the toys on there, including the planes and the jets. Wasn't it like three feet long? It was like seven six feet. feet long. Six feet. Seven. seven feet long. Yeah. The USS Flag. Yeah, yes. Seven feet long. I want you to know I reached out to my friend to see if he still had it. He did not. I was very oh, disappointed. Oh, man. man. Yeah, I was yeah, you I talked about that. that had it. It was like I think back then it was like ninety dollars or something. It might have been even more than that, but it was it was more than that, yeah. And we even talked about how it was like the same price as like a super as a Nintendo entertainment system, you know. Yeah, if, for yeah, this yeah, hunk it, of plastic that you could that didn't come with anything like there were no figures with it. I think there might have been like maybe one or two little figures with it, like the sailor guy and like something else. But like they didn't have any vehicles with it on top of the just I mean the giant aircraft. Carrier. Right, right. Um, but yeah, speaking of like aircraft, carrier, we have like uh, the toy store is talking about uh, toy traders, 
and they have this huge mural diorama thing up on the wall in their store where they have multiple battleships set up and this all these gi joe um vehicles like they've got the airplanes they've got the old cobra tanks they've got all those things set up in this huge battle against the wall so i haven't had a chance to go out there yet um but i will be out there probably during the break so i'll definitely take some pictures and um throw it up on instagram and our in our uh, twitter and stuff and kind of show everybody off but um yeah like the thing with gi joe too was that it almost didn't happen because hasbro at the time was they were about to go under they put their money in to these bigger gi joe figures um plastic prices were going up they weren't selling a lot of these figures um and they actually released a couple of things that were like trying to make it different so they had like a kung fu grip gi joe they started like putting like why does it have to be a kung fu grip Right, that's that, what they that, said. Like, that's what they called it. That's, that's not even like, yeah. It. yeah. That's I'm, actually just, I'm just trying to give away a free bingo square. That's all. <laughs> it was should be jujitsu grip. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be anything like that because this was four branches of the U.S. military. Yeah, it should have just been hand <laughs> hand closing. Right, right. right. And, I, I, and by the way, human gripping. Nate, I'm 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, right. <laughs> Action grabbing or With something. Realistic grabbing. human that grip. Pretty yeah. nasty there. Action well, it grabbing. does, but I mean, kung fu is. I mean, you couldn't pull that off now. You oh know yeah, what you I can mean? call anything kung fu grip nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Nate, I I totally agree with you with the capitalizing on patriotism. Right. One hundred percent. Right. Like it's it's, it's, a, it's a fine line to walk. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, like you know, you can either think of it as something that's being respectful and you know honoring people by saying, "Oh, we've made something that represents you," and the, you know, you'll always have that other faction though. They'll be like, "Oh, this is not right." You know, this is something that you know is, you know, this is somebody's job and this is something that they've lost their life doing, and right. you know, this is maybe over the line. So just it just depends on how you want to take it, and I think that's probably why the further on lines I think got further away from yes. actual US military time. Exactly. Right. You, know, you, you took my point, man. Come on. But you're well, absolutely right. Do your you're job right. better. Fair. <laughs> absolutely right though. That is absolutely what I was getting at. And and I, I think even back then, and Nate, you, you can correct me on this, that when they made them, it was in tribute to yes. Yeah, it was more because it was like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking it's the 50s is what you said last time when it started. So this would have been like right after World War II. I thought you were saying it was the 60s last week, Nate. I thought it was the 60s too, which would have been what, right before, before Vietnam or in the middle Vietnam. of it? Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm asking for you to tell me otherwise because I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> so, well, And if it's if it's years, then, you know, Nate and his math problem there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but either way, the point is like, 50, I, I, 60s, I, I, 70s all blend together for me. I, I, I guess. G.I. Joe was founded in 1964. 64. So it was right go. in between. But, but like I said, it was more of a tribute, and I believe that. And I think I agree with the decision that they kind of went and made their own story. And I know they, you know, you've mentioned they made Cobra. Um, I don't remember the acronym is, but it's you know the bad guys. It's not fighting, you know, um, anybody in the Middle East, or they're not fighting, yeah. you know, people in Syria. They're fighting a made-up faction with lasers, and <laughs> that's what always cracked me about GI Joe cartoons. Yeah. So when they started GI Joe, they were thinking we don't need to make a villain because they were already competing as a company against Kenner toys and against star Wars. Right. And the star Wars toys were, were their biggest competition at the time. And they were looking at it like, okay, well, these GI Joes are going to, who they fight. Well, they fight your other toys in your toy box. They fight star Wars. They fight, you know, your, your other dinosaurs or whatever. And 
that's something I did as a kid. Like I had a whole whack load of toys and it'd be like the GI Joes are always the good guys. And then all my other toys were the bad guys. And that was just, you know, that's just something that that's something <laughs> I grew up doing and something I grew up in how I played with my toys. And I think that's the, the best thing about almost that standard three and three quarter inch size on those action figures during that time frame of, you know, like the eighties where you could, you know, mix and match them and they could, you know, fit in the vehicles for the other one and the play sets for the other ones. So I think that made it, uh, beneficial that way but um uh yeah i love the gi joes that i had and i loved making them fight the star wars people and all that yes, kind of I, stuff so i guess i did exactly what they wanted me yeah. to do yeah that's awesome yeah i love yeah I, I miss i miss all my gi joes i i never collected the comics um so my cousins used to collect the comics and they used to have just boxes and boxes of gi joe comics and i used to go over to their place and read them all the time but um i never collected the comics and they basically they made the comics so they could sell the toys and it was a marvel comic which was actually really cool to see um i did that's what realize. i meant to do yeah we were talking about this last week i, I gotta go yeah, dig yeah, yeah. through it i yeah. have one somewhere i'll try to find yeah. it yeah yeah well you got other things to worry about right now yeah very cool like making sure this episode records correctly <laughs> which i am watching like a hawk right now it, it's all sounded great you're, you're doing fine right uh, nate anything else you want to add to that um the only the one really fun thing that I saw about it was um, I, I talked about this last week too was when they first made the dolls a lot of the other companies were trying to copy them so the copycats um, so what they tried to do in the beginning was they put a scar on the face of the figures and that was very easily uh, averted by their companies by just they would replace the head and they'd be like okay well look our head doesn't have a scar so we're not copying your GI Joe figure but what they didn't do was on the original mold for the G.I. Joes, on one of the thumbs, the thumbnail was imprinted on the inside of the thumb instead of the outside. <laughs> so when these other companies started looking at their figures and they're like, well, hey, why is the thumb imprinted on the inside like ours, but not the outside? That's when they realized, yeah, they were still directly copying the G.I. Joes and they got shut down pretty quick. So I thought that was kind of a fun little copyright thing. You know, um, you mentioned accident. the you mentioned the knockoff toys and it's interesting because, you know, we've, we, we can probably go through most of the main toy series, even the ones that the three of y'all had, there were knockoff wrestling figures, yeah, there's yeah. knockoff Legos, there's knockoff GI Joes, you know, yeah. there's knockoff transformers, <coughs> go bots. Um, <laughs> there's knockoff Barbies. But the, yeah. the one thing that I don't recall ever being mainstream enough to where you could find it in the store, at least, uh, was anything knockoff for the turtles? Like I don't remember any kind mm. of knockoff series. I mean, they have other creatures that are, I guess, kind of similar to it, but it's not like you ever saw the, you know, prepubescent mutant ninja, you know, tortoises or something like that at the store. <laughs> it just didn't roll off the tongue, huh? No, it didn't. It was too long for the blister pack. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I- I don't even know how to respond to this. Yeah, how do you follow that? Yeah, I don't think, you know what, you say that, I'm just trying to think if there's any knockoff of Masters of the Universe and He-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. A ton of those, yeah. I almost mentioned that one and I forgot. Yeah, I I don't remember that at all, but that's because it was 30 years ago. Anyway, very cool, Nate. Joey, you want to go next or you want me to? Uh, You can go ahead and rock and roll. All right, well, uh, I thought you might because you had the Ninja Turtle lead in, but I will go next. I had Lego, and I found the series fascinating. It talked a lot about the history of the company 
more than the toys. Um, it started out in the 40s, and it actually started during World War II because uh, it was a carpenter who then decided to make wood toys, even though toys then were made out of plastic, and it really went over well. Uh, and, you know, anytime you think of that rolling duck that's made out of wood and would quack, that was a Lego product, believe quack, it or not. Quack. So, <laughs> right. So it's amazing that that was where they started and where they are now. Um, the series really talked about the system in a sense of how, you know, Lego bricks are always supposed to fit together. And no matter what set you have, they'll always work the same, uh, which was interesting. Uh, they really talked about the tubes and the patent and how the patent expired in the 80s. And that's when you started getting all the knockoffs. Um, then they had to separate themselves further doing stuff with like uh, Technic and um, you know, they'll start in schools and then had to bring it outside. They had to create their own original series because this licensing stuff was great, but it didn't do much. You know, Star Wars was awesome when there was a Star Wars movie in production or announced or being played. But after that was out, that the trend died down for a little bit and people weren't buying them anymore. So it was interesting to hear about the uh, cyclical or seasonality of these toys that I, I wouldn't have thought of because I love Star Wars regardless of what Star Wars movie was playing. But, you know, that's interesting. That's that's why they do this kind of stuff. Um, they talked about how they started making stuff for girls, which I thought was great. Um, I know with G.I. Joe, it's harder to do that because it's what it is. But, um, you know, I know we've talked a little bit about that and probably will here in a minute. But it was really interesting to hear just how, you know, they, they, they kind of went back to the core of the system of everything working together and putting it together. And that's basically what made the company successful um even though they, they went bankrupt a number not bankrupt but were close to failing numbers of times and still kept cranking out and coming up with ideas and things that worked so uh i really enjoyed it it was really cool to watch and uh you know it was very nostalgic as as we've all mentioned everything from they didn't originally want to make any weapons or have anything with toys because or with uh with anything so the original castle set was all yellow it wasn't gray like you would expect a castle to be because they didn't want little boys making tanks <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, I did this to discourage it. Now, eventually that changed, obviously. But um, that was, you know, right after the Vietnam War. And they're like, yeah, we, we want to avoid this as much as possible. And of course, now they have Lego and and everything else. But I was a little disappointed. They didn't talk much about Duplo as a uh, parent of a two year old. Duplo is a fun part of our lives. And I like uh, Ava calls them Legos anyway. But Same then thing. It, it is and, and just well, oversized bigger, Legos. But the cool thing is they work with the system. Like you can put a Lego size brick on a Duplo size brick because of the way the tubes work. I thought that was really cool to do. They didn't even mention that. But yeah, finger will talk- fit in a nose, right? <laughs> right. If wherever the idea came from, fine. I don't think yeah. that was it, but we'll take it. They did talk about though, um, they did or not much, but they didn't talk much about the movies or the video games or the other licensing. They did talk about the minifig, which I think you know, as collectors is a big deal, especially when you go to San Diego and have to stand in line for a certain minifig. But it was cool to hear about those and how, you know, the original ones have that blank stare and and what have you. But um, it was just real interesting to hear the company progress and then, you know, hear that they they've made this product and they stuck by this product even though everyone else tried to copy it and just, you know, the quality works. Uh, as somebody who stepped on many Legos, I can tell you they're made, made strongly. <laughs> so, so it's to last. Has anybody seen the uh, commercial yet for the new uh, United States version of the Lego masters reality show that's coming on? No. Hosted by Will Arnett. Yeah. I just, oh. I just saw it for the first time today. Um, I think it was, I think it's coming on Fox. It's coming in uh, February, but yeah, it's like a Lego master builder uh, competition type show. I think it's it crazy that you really can actually get certified as a Lego master builder. You know? Yes. But then yeah. you see the stuff they're building and you understand why. Yeah. It's insane. Like if you go to like 
Disney Springs or, you know, there's other places that do it where they have the giant, you know, statues that are built out of, they you did, know, just They built a Bugatti, Legos. a replica Bugatti out of Legos. Well, they yes. every, well I think they've done like, an X-Wing or something like that. They've done some giant it, size I mean, the Star Bugatti's War. drivable. That's the crazy thing. Right. They are the second largest um, player in the, like, amusement park industry, obviously, yep. behind Disney. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, and they even had to close Legoland because of the financial issues they had for a while. So uh, I don't know what they didn't specify which one, but obviously there's still a bunch of them open. And I'd like to go. I like Legos. I bought Legos to give to um, uh, Toys for Tots this year because, you know, everyone loves Legos. So I think they're there. It was real fascinating. I'm glad they're doing well. Uh, you know, they're not an American company. They're they're in Denmark and uh, they're building this Lego home now to really show off what they can do and what they've done in the past. So good stuff coming. And uh yeah, I was a fan. That was cool. Did you guys now it's... ever have um, when you guys were kids? Did they ever have like the traveling Legoland uh, come to your city or come to your area? Mm-mm. I don't. I don't recall oh. it. Okay. Yeah. So we had we had it a couple times when I was a kid where it would be um, they would bring like just a Legoland basically as a display, and it came to Vancouver a few times uh, that I remember when I was a kid, and it would just be at I think it was at the mall, one of the malls downtown. And they just have this huge display of uh, Legos that they built. So like the animals, like they'd have like the cars that they built. They'd have like the, like the Star Wars characters and things like that. And yeah, they just brought this traveling Lego land um, around that you could come and check out. Sounds rad. No, no, I feel like I made this up. If you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it though. Oh, I totally believe it. Maybe I mean, it was a Canadian thing. I don't know. Maybe, it might have been. Maybe. I mean, maybe it, it was. actually I mean, sounds like something really cool that I would have liked to have, you know, had right. the experience of. But right. I, I, I know that's the first I've ever heard of that. that I mean, not been cost effective. You know, to bring the Lego lands to go through. That's true. right, right. Just and float I mean, maybe it on the water, right? Just like let it, just let the bricks. Just yeah, float and this is why we don't have IKEA out here. <laughs> you want you want to hear a really random fact about Lego now? Um, U.S. manufacturing and distribution was originally by Samsonite, the same company that made suitcases. Ser- serious? Seriously? <laughs> wow. That's, they they outsourced it to them, and then like when that contract finally expired, they're like, "Good, we can get it back, and we can do it ourselves," because they they weren't thrilled with how they were doing it. Um, there was a. Uh, I guess it was a plant here in Littleton, Colorado, which is a suburb of Denver, but sorry I missed out on that opportunity. I wonder if that's anyway. how, you know, the hard shell luggage came into play. Because wasn't I, Samsonite one of the first? Absolutely, yes. Makes you makes you really wonder if that is the avenue that kind of helped pave the way for that, right? Because it absolutely. Would have had, it's injection mold and sorry, I'm just being a nerd. But well, you're you might they they didn't mention it, but you could be absolutely right that there was some at least some influence with it, you know, or at least maybe by especially vice versa because Samsonite was the one who reached out to them to bring it to the U.S. and then mm. uh, you know then produced and they wanted it back and got it back and everything was happy. But yeah, it's uh it's interesting that suitcases were involved in creating Legos and having a U.S. market. Hmm. Um, anyway, I, that's all I got. Uh, Joey, you want to go? Yeah. So. Um since this was kind of my idea to do this, uh, the Ninja Turtle episode uh, was the one from this season that kind of gave me the idea like, hey, I think this would be really cool for us to discuss on the podcast. You know, everybody kind of pick one that, you know, meant a lot to them in their childhood. And uh, I know for sure Ryan and and I think Nate too talked about, Nate, you had some turtles growing up too, didn't you? Yeah, I had a lot of them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just... I just remember that being one of the main ones, you know, that, I mean, I had the GI Joes and the transformers and all that stuff too, but um, the real, 
I, I guess, interesting part about this episode compared to the others. I mean, it did focus on the toy itself and the, you know, the company that it went to uh, eventually for them to um, actually produce it and make it. Uh, but the, the part that I found most interesting was the focus that they put on Eastman and Laird. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were the original creators of the Turtles comic series, which is what it's based on. And uh, they kind of broke up, so to speak, I guess, uh, during this whole process when the Turtles were being kind of bounced around. Uh, at one point, they were trying to do a live action version. The uh, I, can't, I can't think of his first name right now, but the Saban guy that does the uh, Power Rangers, right. they tried to do a live action version very similar, and they wanted to bring on a female Turtle character. And I think that's where Peter Laird kind of was like, oh, no, I've kind of had my fill of this. You, you do whatever you want to do with it because – uh, Kevin Eastman still want to kind of make money off of it. And so at the end of the episode, they kind of almost reunited them through the documentary uh, and kind of brought them back together. And they were around at one of them's house uh, looking at some of the old stuff that they had, you know, collected since the beginning. So I thought that part was, was pretty interesting and made it a little bit different from the other episodes. Uh, but there's a lot of cool, interesting facts um, that I saw along the way that I didn't know about it. Like I didn't know Kevin Eastman used like one of his first big paychecks to buy a tank like an actual tank. And he said, like when they used to play paintball, like he'd always cheat and go run and hide inside of the tank and kind of use the top part of it like as a, a crow's nest to shoot from and stuff like that. Um, but like a lot of the other uh, toys that we've talked about before, like Transformers and GI Joes uh, to market it, they, they made a cartoon uh, to kind of be basically a long commercial uh, to try to get kids kids interested in it and it started off as a little five-part series and they had to change a lot of stuff with comic books because uh, those that know a lot about the comic book series know that the turtles originally all looked the exact same and they didn't really have any kind of distinct features or personalities or anything like that so that was one of the first things that they had to do when they created the cartoon series was you know give them a distinct color a distinct uh, personality, uh, distinct weapons obviously uh, from the others and, and that kind of helped um, I guess better with marketing that you had actually four individual ones because the kids would actually want to buy uh, all the different ones. And I thought it was funny when they were first doing the protos for it, uh, they had tried to make it as anatomically correct as possible. And they put tails on them. Uh, the <laughs> tails were like curled up underneath the shell. So right. it didn't look like a tail on the figure. Like and they were like, else there, huh? yeah. 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 And they were like, Oh yeah, we got to get rid of this. This is not going to really fit with the whole thing, but uh, it was pretty cool. You, you haven't then, heard of the other, the fifth turtle willy. Um, the other interesting part that I found that I didn't know about either was that Chuck Lorre, the guy behind uh, Big Bang Theory and uh, I think Two and a Half Men, he actually wrote the theme song for the cartoon for the original 80s cartoon show and actually uh, did part of the song, not the singing part, but the, the just the talking part of the song. And I thought that was pretty interesting that he had. He had a role in that as well, but it was, it was a really good, interesting show talking about all the movement that it made from one place to another and talked about Nickelodeon purchasing the rights for it for like $60 million. And then, you know, the several reboots that they've had, which a lot of the toys that we've talked about uh, did that transformers, you know, rebooted and continues to reboot and um, GI Joe's done the same thing. And the turtles are no different. You know, I think, you know, like what Clint was talking about with, legos how when you have a license for something like star wars or harry potter and there's nothing out at the time that's keeping 
you know, just kind of casual fans' attention and not the hardcore fans. It's kind of cyclical, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows. So it's basically the same thing. They talked about how once the sales start to kind of drop off, that's what they do with the with the series. It's like, oh, the toy sales have dropped off now. We've got to reboot it. And so that's what they do. They reboot it, kind of change the art style a little bit, make it a little bit more appealing to the, you know, the latest generation of that age group that they're trying to appeal to. And then they sold up you know, sell a whole bunch more toys. And then the the thing that I thought was interesting because it kind of talks to me because when my son got old enough, I kind of passed mine along to him, but then they had another series that came out. And so it's like this new set of toys that you could get. And so they were talking about how like the collectors of the first generation are now collecting the second generation and third generation and fourth generation with their kids. And I just found that interesting because that's how a lot of the toys are. Star Wars is the same way Mm -hmm. and the Transformers and the GI Joe, it's all the same thing. And if you can keep that interesting across generations, I think that's how you maintain a, a line like that for more than just a few years, but you're talking about decades, like a lot of the toys that we've talked about. I mean, G.I. Joe came out in the mid-60s, and it's it's still around today, maybe not as popular as it was at one point, but I mean, they're still selling G.I. Joes. It's still right? relevant. You just got to make it relevant to the current times, and you're good. Make, makes sense. Exactly. Just kind of got to do a soft reboot every now and then. Even though the animation on some of those reboots uh, yeah. hard to watch. Is it kind of funny though? Like when you uh, you mentioned that Joey, where they would be like, "Okay, well, it's not doing great. Let's you know spruce up the animation a bit." And uh, I hate to say it, but a lot of times, when we, as Funko collectors, we see a line and we're like, "Oh, that wasn't really that was cool. I have it, and it's like a bit older." Then all of a sudden, you see it pop up again, and he's got sunglasses on for Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got and, and he's he's a different color now, and it's just like, okay, I get it, but. We fall into those same traps as well as collectors. Yeah, right? Great, Even like, great uh, comparison. But again, like, you know, you've got the other flashy, but yeah, like for us, it's just yeah. yeah. And then you got the other side of that too, where you've got like, for instance, the original Simpsons line that came right. out that's all been vaulted and everything's like yeah. triple triple digits now to collect, yeah. and you know, so they've re-released a lot of those characters and in different you know costumes from different episodes, and so that right. gives people that maybe can't afford to give that kind of money out for that collection. Now they can get into it as well too. Well, and like, a, and like, yeah, and like you that said, I new, wish they would do. Oh you know, yeah. There's a few that have vaulted that I wish they would come out. Let's just go to MC's house and them. steal all his Simpson stuff. Yeah. We should. Get that crusty, the clown out of him. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out to MC <laughs> for his, uh, yeah, his Simpson collection. And that is very, uh, jealous creating for me as well. But yes, like good point. Excellent point. Actually. Anything else, sir? Oh, before we move on, since we've been talking about some of the subjects here, I do want to shout out to Snack Daddy since we're talking about TMNT. You know, he's a big fan of them. And I think it would be appropriate to shout out Corgi, rather, Commander, since we're talking about G.I. Joe. Is Corgi a big G.I. Joe commander? Well, I mean, uh, Corgi, Commander, Cobra Commander. Oh, I see. So, so, yeah. So, you know what? Not a direct tie, but... I got you. So, I, I didn't know that about Snack Daddy. But I wouldn't be shocked because he just did an interview with Geek Together mm-hmm. that was published Damien. a few days ago. And I wonder if he mentions it on there. So, Oh, yeah. He's I, a huge TMNT fan. And nice. to my knowledge, he's got every proto as well. I think he's missing one of something random. Yeah. Like uh, Dorbs or something. <laughs> Doesn't Trevor from the Secondary Heroes also have a bunch of TMNT protos? He's got, I know he's got, he's got the few, full yeah. set of the Freddy, the Freddy TMNT, TMNT protos. Yeah. Nice. So there, you should listen to those podcasts as well. There's your plug for uh, Secondary Heroes and Geek Together. But anyway, um, yes, yes. But anyway, check that out. And I was thinking of something else, and I lost my train of thought, of course. But 
Me scusi. Ah. Oh, I'm glad you said something. I'm glad you said something. That's awesome. So anyway, uh, that that is the toys that made us, kind of in a nutshell. Uh, I'm going to actually shout out to the STS guys, too. They interviewed the uh, creator of the series and had a really interesting interview with him. In fact, he even told him this is the worst interview he's ever had in his career. So you should definitely listen to them and hear, what they, <laughs> hear why he said that. Um, but it was very interesting. I think everyone who would have any interest in any of this, including the movies that made us as well, would find a lot out of that. So this was, you know, an eye-opening experience for me, and I look forward to. I think we're going to do something with the movies that made us in the future because uh, they released their first season of that just a few weeks after they did the season three of the toys that made us. So um, I think that's something we're going to do. So I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please go listen, go watch. It's all on Netflix, streaming all three seasons, all twelve episodes of the toys that made us, along with I think four episodes of the movies that made us. So, Joey. How do we do? Do we do we get a passing grade? Uh, yeah, everybody gets a B minus. Hey, all right, <laughs> I get an A plus. You know what? I'll, I'll take that. Uh, what, what would it be? What would it be if it was GPO or GPA? It'd be like a two point six seven or something like that with a B minus. Don't Close ask me. <laughs> right. Close enough. Round well, up. Don't we round up? Right up to three, right? Yeah. 2.6 goes up to three. Just because 0, you guys right? don't have a 3. cent piece 0. anymore in Canada. Come on, Nate. So I think with yeah, that, it is, uh, it is time for the game of the week. Actually, That's this right. would be the game of two weeks, apparently, since I had to redo a whole new so game. Before, before you go on, your game last week was stellar. Thank you for doing it. I also have to tell you that um, I lost last week. Yeah. And Why did you Nate, have to lead with that? You could have said, "Oh, right? Ryan actually yeah, won." Well, I was, I, I was gonna, I was building it up. Nate lost last <laughs> sure. week, and Ryan actually won. So yes. we're really sad that you don't have to share that um, recording. So Ryan's hoping to repeat. Yep, we'll see. We shall see. I put a interesting wrinkle into this week's version, but the name of this week's game is the trivia that made us, along with the toys that made us. So. Uh, kind of similar to how we've done in the past where everybody starts off with 10 points and you get to wager before you get your trivia question. Uh, this time you get to pick from numbers one through 25. However, here's the twist. There are only 15 questions. So if you pick one of the numbers that does not have a question, you lose five points and lose your turn for that round. Wow. That's interesting. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Is that the only way to lose points in this game? Uh, well, if you bet and don't get it right, oh, then you right, lose right. points. Yeah. There I say there is one extra way, but I'm not going to say it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Already, we already said it a bunch of times today. Oh, yeah. You, and and yeah. no no pity points this game either. You don't get oh, yeah. point that was one point points because we, we feel sorry for enough. you. I think it almost made the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> it did. Win. Hey, that it don't matter win. if it's an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. <laughs> All right. First up is Clint. Give me a number, 1 through 25. 6. 6 is a question. Good oh. thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought I was going to be screwed at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You, lose, uh, you lose 5 points if you pick one of the uh, booby trap numbers. I'll, I'll start with uh, 2 points. Okay, so wagering 2 points. Your question for number 6 more than five billion of these pieces of real estate have been built since 1935. 1935? 
1935. And the pieces of real estate have been built. Yep. $3.5 uh, five billion. Five billion. That's why I asked. That's I mean, that's almost double. Okay. Wow. Since nineteen thirty-five, I'm gonna go. How many years ago is that, Nate? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> I'm gonna go with apartment buildings. All right, Dingus. You know this is toy-related trivia. Oh, right? you didn't say that. You just said the trivia. Okay, so no. How no, do you not know that that's the theme for you the game? You didn't say toy. You no, he, he's actually right there, Joey. He's actually right there because toy. Do, do I really? Okay, you're Dingus too. Then I'm putting yeah. you in the same category as Clint right now. All right, so it's my, toy my nickname is Steve Brule today. Thank you. No, it's still Oscar Mayer. Go ahead, Clint. <laughs> All right. It's toy slash video game slash board game related. Three point five billion is, is so three point no, five billion. billion five. Okay. Gummit, I think he I think he just gave it away. Yeah, you just totally gave it away though. Yeah. You did. So I'm gonna go with Monopoly and Yes. Monopoly houses is correct. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, Ryan, Ryan, Houses or hotels? Was it Monopoly apartments? Mm, this just says Monopoly houses. Uh, the the white were houses, the red were hotels. He didn't are. say green. Right? He didn't say color, did he? Or did I miss that? I didn't say anything about a color. Okay. Just, anyway, let's keep we going. We don't see color here on this podcast. <laughs> That's correct. Only Clint That's does. See. Only Clint sees Only hey. Clint does. Yes. There are people that are colorblind. So. Yes. To be Shout sure. out to Jedi if you hope he's listening. <laughs> Ryan. Yes. How many points you want to wager? I will wager two, and I will go with question number three. Okay. You get a question. Your question is, the ingredients for the original version of this kid-friendly, gooey stuff are still a secret after 46 years. Gooey stuff. Play-Doh. Play-Doh is correct. Very good. So you now have, have 12 points as well. I have never thought of Play-Doh as gooey, though. Yeah, that's what I, I thought Play-Doh, too, but I didn't think that Play-Doh was gooey. <laughs> well, that, have you tried to eat it before? <laughs> it is uh, edible. It is a it is a very real question. It actually, it's not talk it. and edible. It it's just edible. edible. Yeah. All right, go on. You won't get sick. All right, no. Nate, how many points you want to wager? Two. Okay, and pick a number one through twenty-five. Uh, eleven. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, uh. That's a right. kick to the head. For the record, you lose your turn. You don't lose the two sucks. points you wagered. You just lose the five for picking the wrong number. Sorry. And that was oh, number so even 11, worse. right, Joey? So you, so yeah, even that was number 11. Then. Okay. And I Sorry, did, I'm I did just trying to keep six. track of the numbers yeah. I got chosen. What number did you do, Ryan? Three. Three, Three. six, and 11 are gone. You know, you right. could have a pencil and paper, you know, when we're playing games so you can keep up with stuff. See? See? Ryan's smart. Ryan's Ryan smart. Ryan is smart. I agree. He is. He's I am smart, so smart. He's a smart fella. SMRT. I mean, SMRT. You just called him a dingus too earlier. That's true. He's still that. He's still I can that. be smart and be a dingus. You're a smart dingus. He's a smingus. A smingus. Smingus. <laughs> Actually, that's funny too, Nate. I'm a smingus. A uh, smingus? <laughs> Ryan smingus. Uh, nine. 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 Nine is my number. Okay. You get a question. question. Awesome. I'll, I'll do uh, three points this time. Three points. I'm getting cocky. Two Barbies are sold every blank 
somewhere in the world. This is the time frame. Two Barbies are sold every blank somewhere in the world. Every blank. Wow. Um, every five minutes. Every second. Incorrect. It was every second. Real? Did you know that, right? Wow. I'm impressed. Okay. I'm at nine. You are at nine. You got nine wrong, and now you got nine points. <laughs> Ryan. I will stick with two points and I will go with number 17. You are now down to seven, sir. Sorry, Ryan. Nate. Russian roulette. Two points. Carefully. Two points. It's a big revolver, Uh though. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And question number eight. (laughs) (laughs) oh let's not play roulette with you nate 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 is probably the smartest guy in the room by the way he just oh by the way nate you're now down to zero points and are out of the game all right (laughs) way to go man i'm sorry nate this game sucks oh man all right schmingus the dingus (laughs) what is he irish now Schmingus yeah. Dingus. That, that you? Schmingus Odingus. No, that's you, Clint. Oh, I'm Schmingus. I thought he Ryan was Schmingus. No, you're Schmingus Odingus. Oh, I see. Okay. That's Schmingus a good one too, Nate. Uh number 13. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. You are now down to four points. All right. All right. The original Schmingus. Church on turn. Which, which number did he just choose? Sorry. Uh, 13. 13. Yep. Sorry, I'm trying to write it down. So 3, 6, 9, 8, 11, 13, and 17 are all out. I will do two points again. Mm-hmm. And let's do number one. Okay. You get a question. Instead of a loud bump in your ear, what popular kid's action figure came with its body parts but no body until 1964. Ooh, I know this one. Body parts, but no body. Right. Correct. Operation. No. The correct answer is Mr. Potato Head. It is Mr. Potato oh. Head. Okay, I can see that. Can Ryan and I switch questions since he knew mine and I knew his? No, you can shut up. That's he is I and I am him. <laughs> Okay. Oddly enough, I want some French fries right now. How about you? Oh, that's that's kind of morbid, man. French fries sounds delicious. Well, Actually, he's saying you good. know body parts, so <laughs> French fries. I mean, if we're, that's right. If we're gonna go all in here, all right. Fifteen. Lintonius, you number pick f- number what? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. This game sucks. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I'll go two points by the way. <sighs> okay. What organization is the world's largest vehicle tire manufacturer? Can you repeat the question just to make sure I hear it right? No. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um, what what corporation? Or what group? Yeah, you can repeat the question. Something tires. Can I answer it? Yeah, nope. can I answer it too? I'll read it one more time. Thank you. 
What sucks. organization? <laughs> what organization is the world's largest vehicle tire manufacturer? Lego. Correct. I was and gonna say if you get that dude, wrong. Yeah, if you got right. that because wrong. you literally had yeah. the same question asked differently last yes. week when you had Lego right. on the right. Yeah. right. I know that. Yeah. I know that. That's God. why I was like, oh, yeah. That's oh, why yeah. I got it That's right. Why you didn't hear the question in this stupid. Well, you said organization. I'm like, am I like, is this a, the Illuminati? <laughs> What's it going is. on here? Yeah, it's the Illuminati. Nate, All right, Nate. Do you want some French fries with your salt there? I do. Yeah, I would okay. love some French fries. Just check. I have French right. fries for lunch, actually. What, num what number? Was How much that? are you wagering? Two. Okay. What number? What was number that? did he have? Yeah. He had fifteen. Okay, I did. Write it's not like I know the question ahead of time. Um. <laughs> Let's go on the opposite end, and we'll do 24. Uh, All right, and, and I'm out. By default, the dingus is the winner. Congratulations, dingus. You won. What? What? And, and nobody's happy. Absolutely nobody is happy. I you disagree. Am I a nobody? I, I wish this was a visual podcast so everybody could see the look of disgust on everybody's faces right now that Clint won another game. Nate is the salty one. Yeah, he's slightly salty. I'm really salty because I didn't even get to finish <laughs> asking questions. Well, we I play didn't on. even get a question asked. I didn't even get a chance to lose. <laughs> I just, this, this is, is, this is true. Twice. This is very true. Maybe That's we need to start true. off with more points. I like the uh, I like the option of getting a bad question and getting points taken away. But we maybe need to start off with more than ten points next time. Maybe fifty. From now on, this feels well, like playing still, Minesweeper, and you click on the it wrong. It is. Thing I know that's what I was thinking. The bomb just ended the game. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Was Minesweeper? Well, what still, a, I like. I got a I question like though. Like, what were some of the other questions you had? I'm curious. Or do yeah. you want to wait? Uh, nah, we probably won't have anything like this again. Uh, let's see. The other one, I'll just throw the random ones out there, and y'all can say if y'all know it or not. If y'all want to do that, yeah, sure. Let's give it. Uh, so in 1966, little confectioners could make bubble gum in what machine? No it's clue. not an easy bake oven, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's easy bake. It is easy bake oven. Wow, all right. Yeah, they actually had a way for you to make gum with it. Fascinating. Wow. Uh, I liked this question. I didn't know this. The Swahili term for the phrase to build is the name of what game? Game. Jenga? Swahili? It is Jenga. Nice. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Yeah, Jenga forever. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, I did have a doll question in here. What doll collection created the first walking dolls? Clint, you'd be the one to know this since you have a little girl. Yeah, but she doesn't have any dolls that walk yet. Thank goodness. Um, it's a it's a pretty well known doll brand. Cabbage Patch dolls? No, it's a good no. guess though. It's Madame Alexander. Uh, the next question: The USSR banned what wildly popular American toy in the late 1950s to early 1960s, calling it a symbol of the emptiness of American culture? G.I. Joe? No. Because no. G.I. Joe came later. I was just thinking that, though. Um, no, I wasn't thinking about the year. I was thinking more about right, what he was seeing. Right. Think yeah. of the empty part. Empty. I keep thinking of those little green army men. <laughs> Could be um, that. I don't know what they're a, even called. A toy but that's right. mostly empty. 
Like a ball? It's a hula hoop. Hula hoop. Oh, that makes really? sense for the they, 50s. They banned yeah. that? Yep. That's odd. The next one, I didn't know this one either. During World War II, the U.S. military ordered 100,000 of these to keep GIs entertained. I was going to say something, but that wasn't very nice. Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Mm-mm. Slinkies. Nope. A Viewmaster. Really? Huh. Yep. Well, how? Huh. I yep. wonder what they looked like back then. Oh. oh. You keep wondering. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. This doll, which inspired a comic strip of the same name, was modeled after the favorite plaything of the inventor's daughter. Oh, I've heard this before. So yeah. I'm really be mad that I don't get this. Annie? Uh, close. It's not is the there, full name. Is that Raggedy Ann and Andy? Raggedy Ann is mm. correct. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I said that yep, earlier. Yep, yep. You did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How's that oh, for an idea? This already exists. I'm going to make it into a toy. <laughs> one more uh, doll question. And this is the last one. Every doll in this line has a scar on her tummy, just like the one the title character got in her first book, written by Ludwig the Melmans. Oh, um, Madeline. Yes, that's correct. Boom. Boom. I that book as a You're kid. One, Clint. You don't need to rub it in. He so is. I just, I'm just, I, I, He's like, Steve, like, guys, you know, if we'd have kept playing even, stupid that y'all got knocked out. <laughs> Nate. Uh, you know that gift of the girl where she's getting the hot dogs thrown at her face? I just imagine you right now, you sitting there with all these french fries being thrown at you. <laughs> that makes and no I sense. I know you guys can't see it right now, but Clint is like just sitting back opening his mouth. That's right. I was, I was hoping funny. it would actually work. I want french fries. Anyway, yeah, I, Honestly, uh, french fries sounds good right now. I take them. Joey, thank you. The game, the games continue to be stellar, um, including that one. And thank you for that. We, I, you do a great job. There's just, I even told, uh, I even commented on the Funko Funcast this week that if they need game ideas, they should reach out to you and commission you <laughs> to write them and help with that. So that's well, what I appreciate think. that. Yeah, no, I appreciate you doing it. So anyway, guys, this has been episode eighteen, not seventeen, of the Four Dorksmen podcast at the dork at the underscore Dorksman on Twitter and Instagram dorksmen at gmail.com uh please make sure you're interacting with us on soundcloud or wherever you listen to this podcast feel free to subscribe so you get notifications when things are new and uh you know if you want to write a review podcast or itunes wherever we would love to hear your thoughts we want to make this better so we want to make you listen um i think that's kind of all i have unless anybody else has anything else i want to see somebody get a bingo yes share your bingo card over a month guys i know somebody's had to hit it once because I've played along re-listening to the episode and I've hit it once. So yeah. oh, first, this was first before person, we added in all these other squares. Yeah, we've got a lot of squares now. Yeah. First person that shares and tags the Dorksman Twitter account with a bingo from this episode, I'll send a button and a sticker to. Ooh, winning. And just as a reminder, guys, it is bingo.ithinkpixels.com slash Dorksman. So if you go ahead and re-listen to the episode, Please participate. We'd love to see your cards, even if you don't hit a bingo. Let's try yes. to hit a number four, maybe. Well, I guess in that point, you would have hit bingo anyway. <laughs> but it'd be cool if you got it. Yeah, yeah but if you can hit a four, four that'd be or awesome. blackout or something, you know, show us. Show us your card. We'd love to Please. see it. Yes, agreed. 
But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you'll continue to listen because we love doing this. We love having interactions with you. So uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, the guys. Thank you, everyone. So with that said, word, homie. Out. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Please, no gang sign.